0: So much, Barry. I didn't know if I was going to have to do that myself today or not. But uh, you were Johnny on the spot. Boy, just such a joy for me. I get to uh, I get to preach most Sundays here at Harpeth Heights, following that amazing kind of choir and praise time that we have together. And uh, that's my that's my every Sunday. That's a blessing, a sweet blessing, and to see your faces and. and uh, The congregation knows that my deep desire is for us to be a church that is a safe place to come where Jesus is central and we reach out into the community. And folks that are unchurched and need to have a church family uh, will come in and and fill up these pews. Um, And it is a lovely sanctuary and and has a great blue-green covering on the pews that make it a little bit more comfortable for you to sleep during my sermon. (laughs) Amen. But I just don't like seeing so much blue-green on on some Sunday morning. So it is a beautiful sight today. For those those of you that don't know me, I'm a golfer. I I enjoy the game. Uh, I enjoy the game better than I score in the game. And and one of the great, great things that I have found in the game of golf is mulligan. For those of you who are golfers, that means uh, you just get a do-over. If you don't like what you got, you just get a do-over. Now, they're, they're limited in, in uh, most of the games, but uh, that, that, that's, a, that's a great experience, having a, having a do-over. And so I want to draw your attention to Matthew chapter 28. If you have a Bible with you in any form, copy, uh, whatever you might have brought for today. If, if not, there are uh, some Bibles in the pew racks around you. This, this will not be my text, but it, it gives the setting for the day title of the sermon is a new day dawning to me that's like a mulligan uh, it's a it's a do-over it's something fresh it, it, it's something that says it doesn't have to be the way it was you don't have to just take what just happened and on Friday good Friday uh, there was the centrality of the cross and the sacrifice uh, of Jesus Christ and he's laid in that tomb and Saturday is just silent it's just silent. Well, it wasn't here. We had a great wedding here. But uh, the, the Saturday between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, you know, it's just, it's just silent. And one of the messages about Saturday is don't ever give up while you're waiting for God. Somebody sent me a, an, an article that I have, uh, I have seen before. And it says, um, Friday has happened, but Sunday's coming. It's always that sense of of anticipation. Here at Harpeth Heights, we're looking at a new day dawning for us, moving toward a new senior pastor, allowing God's perfect plan and will to to guide us in that direction. So I want to talk to you about a new day dawning. Matthew chapter twenty eight. Here's what the Word of God says. After the Sabbath, which for them would have been that, that Friday evening when the sun goes down to Saturday evening when the sun goes down, that would have been the Sabbath. And then early on that Sunday morning, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his robe was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken from fear of him that they became like dead men. But the angel told the women, Don't be afraid, because I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. Say amen to that. For he has been resurrected just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. And then, go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead. In fact, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. So, departing quickly from the tomb, with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. Just then, Jesus met them and said, good morning. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus told them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Now, further in your Bible toward the back is a little uh, letter that Peter wrote to some some godly children. So I want you to go ahead and shift in the direction of the book that we call 1 Peter. You go toward the end, you get to Revelation, you can come back a little bit uh, beyond John's letters, and you'll find uh, Peter's letters. If you hit uh, Hebrew and James, then uh, 1 Peter comes right after that. But what I want you to begin to think is yeah, uh, a, new, a new day dawning. I, there's so many of you that, that I don't know, and I can peer into your faces, but I can't see inside your heart. I don't know what you need. Uh, I, I don't know what you need to walk away with from here today, but I know God's Spirit has the complete capability of touching anyone that's willing to hear and willing to listen. But I have known throughout my life, Those varying times of where I needed a mulligan. I needed a do-over. I needed something fresh. I needed something different than what I was experiencing. One of the ways that we phrase that is in a good little four-letter word. And that little four-letter word is, I need some hope. I need some hope. Hope has become one of those words, like another four-letter word, that, that we use in ways in, uh, that, that's not true to Scripture. That, that other four-letter word is love. Just think about the ways that you can use love. Uh, I tell the congregation here at Harpeth periodically, I love you. I love being a part of your life. I love enjoying worship with you. I love seeing transition in the lives of students. I I love people in in baptismal waters. I love seeing God cement marriages together. I I love preparing for a a wedding that's coming up in, in August with a couple here. I love being a part of yesterday. We use love in a lot of different ways. I mean, I love cherry limeades from Sonic. Got one yesterday with my chili cheese dog, foot long, Uh uh-huh. It's all right. I worked in the yard hard all that morning, so I had worked up an appetite. That word love. My wife's name is Lisa. Uh, When I talk about loving a cherry limeade and I talk about loving Lisa, it is two totally different worlds. I can do without cherry limeade for the rest of my life. I don't want to do without my wife. So, you, you know, the word love. So when we come to the word hope, uh, that happens to us a lot as well. Um, I, you know, I got intrigued uh, with Publishers Clearinghouse, and, and they were telling me that I had the opportunity to get $5,000 a week for the rest of my life, and they would give that $5,000 a week to, to, for the, beyond my life to somebody that was in my family. So I chose my youngest, Rachel, 21-year-old. That will go on forever. Well, I hope I win Publishers Clearinghouse. End of February came along. You don't see me wearing a $5,000 suit, do you? Yeah, I hoped for that. But I, I'll be honest with you. Did I ever expect to win that? I mean, you know, what? I mean, it's like $64 million to one that that's ever going to happen in, in my lifetime. It's kind of like my golf game. I hope I hit that drive straight. Yeah, like one in every 6400 million, $64 million. We We use that word hope in the sense... Uh, at its worst, in the sense that, yeah, it would be really nice if it would happen, but it ain't gonna happen. Excuse my my Alabama upbringing. There are other ways that we use it, a lot, lot more serious than, than some of that, you know. And I hope when I go back to the doctor after that CAT scan, he tells me that that spot is gone. Yeah, I, I believe that that's a possibility because I believe that God is a God of healing, but in all honesty, I really don't know what's going to happen until I get to the place and I hear the news. But I wait for it expectantly. This little letter that Peter has written for us is is a letter that's intended to give hope. And I, I want to look uh, at um, a few of the verses here in chapter 1. I just want you to, more than anything, I just want you to see, and whatever it is, that that you might need for today, and you might have come in saying, man, I don't need anything. Man, that's a great place to be. Um, When this service time is over, if you've got time, I'd love for you to come down, find me at my spot, and tell me how you got to that place. I'd love to hear that. Just a few verses out of 1 Peter chapter 1. I'm again reading at verse 3. The whole letter is about hope. You may want to read it during this week. Just the whole letter. uh, Peter says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, uncorrupted, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, though now for a short time you have had had to be distressed by various trials so that the genuineness of your faith, a faith that is more valuable than gold which perishes though refined by fire, so that your faith may result in praise, glory, and honor all at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You love him though you have not seen him, and though not seeing him now, you believe in him and rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls skip down to verse 17 and if you address as father the one who judges impartially based on each one's work you are to conduct yourselves in reverence during this time of temporary residence for you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life inherited from the father's You were redeemed from that empty way of life, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the times for you who, through him, are believers in God. God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. What is Peter talking about? When Peter uses the word hope, he's talking about a sure thing, a certain thing. It's not like, Publishers Clearinghouse. It's not like Bob Vassar's golf swing. It is a sure and certain thing. He holds a hope for his future. And that hope for his future actually has dynamic impact upon his present and that hope for the future that is sure and certain that has dynamic impact upon his present exists because that hope is anchored in a very real true and historical event in the past you see peter's hope is in the salvation that god offers through the life death burial and resurrection of his son jesus christ this this salvation from god has the ability to deliver a human being from the two most defective and dominating things in all of human history. On the cross of Jesus and through the empty tomb where God raised him from the dead, sin and death are both defeated for all humanity who will choose to put their faith in who Jesus is and what he did. This salvation from God delivers that person. And so their hope is sure. It is certain. It is a guaranteed future. Because God has already accomplished that salvation, Peter says, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And so Peter says that... All of us have the opportunity then uh, to believe in who Jesus is, what he has done on that cross, and what it means for each of us in relationship to forgiveness from sin and being raised to a whole new way of life. Then all of us have the opportunity to give praise to God for the living hope that we have received through our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You see, in Jesus, all of God's promises have or will come true. Easter is not just that Jesus lives. Easter, in all of its dynamic glory and beauty, is that human beings can live as well. By the death and resurrection of Jesus, we can have a new birth. We can have a new day dawning, a whole new experience of life. The great victory of Jesus through his death and resurrection, God has the ability to take our present day and make it a whole new day, a whole new future. Somewhere out there beyond today, There's a day that Scripture talks about where God is going to make all things uh, fully new. New heaven, new earth, new humanity. But today, until that day comes, for all of us who have chosen Jesus and are united to Jesus in his death and resurrection, that new day has already dawned. Our hope as followers of Jesus is planted first in the past. For Scripture says, Jesus rose. That hope that comes from our past dominates our present. For today, when you and I gather, we sing the songs that Jesus lives. And our hope will be completed somewhere out there in our future. And that hope is... Jesus is coming back for us. In verses 17 and 18 of that chapter, I talked about how when faith is in Jesus Christ, there is a whole new day. We are redeemed. That word redeemed means I belonged as a slave to something else, someone else. And then Jesus came along and he paid the purchase price. So there was a time in my life when I belonged to myself and I was spiritually dead and I was separated from the love of God because of the sin in my life. You see, God is holy and he won't attach himself to anything unholy. And that sin that was a part of my life caused spiritual death. In order for me to be alive, in order for me to have a new day dawning, something outside of me had to happen. And that was Jesus on the cross. That was my purchase price that he paid. For the wages of sin is death. Jesus bore death to sin for me that i might have the opportunity to choose this new life which i did at the age of nine and have been living in the presence of a living lord ever since that moment in time in huntsville alabama lincoln memorial baptist church on the thursday night of a revival in the month of march whole new way of living and experiencing life i was redeemed from an empty and useless and meaning meaningless life that was distressed and depressed and had no sense of hope to it you say you recognized all of that at nine well not fully all of that at nine all i really recognized there was god loves me and hell is hot and i wanted love and not hot but as I've grown, that's the greater picture and the more fullness of what I received at the age of nine. It was an empty, useless, meaningless way of life. But when I came to Jesus, it was a new day. And it's been a new day dawning. book of Lamentations says, his mercies are new every day. For God is great in his faithfulness to us. In that new day that he gives us. Closes out verse 21 by saying, Faith and hope are in God. Now, think about it with me this way. This is where I'll close. Faith and hope will only be as good as the object in which you place them. Is it not a reasonable question for the preacher of the hour on this Easter Sunday in 2017? Is it not a reasonable question to ask you? Where is your faith? Where is your hope? When it's placed in Jesus, there is the constant promise of every day being a new day with a full, fresh sense of hope until we reach our conclusion, either death on earth or the return of Jesus in the sky. Our faith in God gives us a solid and secure hope. Our future is there. TD Jakes, great preacher in our generation, says when you cannot see your future and know for certain what it is, that's when you lose hope. We see our future when our faith is in Jesus. Our future Is secure. And because that future is secure, it gives us the opportunity to live in our now. In the verses that I didn't read in First Peter, it talks about living our lives with purpose, with holiness. Now, holiness, again, a mistaken word. Often people will relate that to well, that's the real good people who are following Jesus, not us real bad people who are following Jesus. Now, holiness merely communicates that I have been set aside for a love relationship with God, as Susan talked about, to love God with every ounce of my being. And that holiness means that I'm about his purpose, which Jesus summarized in loving the people around me for their well-being. So my future hope gives my present-day experience full meaning, and it is the meaning of holiness. And all of that, my future and my present, Are absolutely secure because of the event of an empty tomb you follow any other religion you follow any other religious leader you go to where they buried and you will find their bones you go to the tomb of Jesus it is absolutely empty our Lord lives and our Lord reigns in closing One of the things that I've learned about God is that he loves victory. And it's not just in the last few minutes, like a soccer game that has to go into overtime and he got those kicks. It's not like a buzzer beater, uh, as we saw many times in the most recent basketball tournaments. When God wins, God wins big. He wins big. Go back in the Old Testament, look at Exodus. And, and the water of the Red Sea is opened up wide, and all the children of Israel go across on dry land. And as they each get across, and the last one sets its foot, and Pharaoh's army is following along behind, they turn around and they look, and that water wall comes back together. And all of Pharaoh's army is totally defeated. In Exodus chapter 15, they sing a glorious song of celebration to God, just like we did this morning. There is victory in jesus and it's not by the skin of your teeth folks it is a dominating commanding glorious almighty get on your feet and shout holy to the lord almighty that's the way my god operates that's why i put my faith in him jesus raised from the tomb my present has meaning and my future is absolutely secure how about yours father thank you for giving us today celebrate, to come together in worship and praise. And Lord, all these folks that are here that you've brought to this place today, you know their hearts, you know their minds, you're omnipotent and omniscient, all those big words that means that you have all power and you can read everything that's going on, not a thing hidden from you. You see and you know everybody's thoughts in the midst of this day. And I pray in the beautiful power of your Holy Spirit, uh, as Kelly said, that Holy Spirit who is resurrection power will move in each of our lives to accomplish your stated purpose for us. But I know you give us freedom of choice. It's left up to us. Where will we place our faith? In whom will we put our hope? May every person today choose Jesus. Father, I pray in his precious name. Amen. Here at Harpeth Heights, whenever the gospel is presented, we give people an opportunity of response. And whether you think you're going to respond or not, here's the interesting thing. gospel story is out there, and you will make a choice. It is your choice. Now, if the choice that you make today involves some type of a public demonstration of that, perhaps you want to come down and say, I don't have Jesus as my Lord. If I died, I'm like you at night. I'm more afraid of hell. I want the love of God. Come tell me that. We'll help you find Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Perhaps you're looking for a church family, and and, and God said, this is it. This is it. Harpeth Heights, I have my hand on them. They're in a whole new day. Come be a part of this family. You can join this church. All of us will make some level of decision, some sense of response to what God has provided for us. Kyle has a song chosen for us. He's going to lead us in singing that. If you have a public decision you want to make, I'll be standing here in front of these beautiful flowers. You come share that decision. If you're physically able, join me in standing.